Welcome to the podcast! Each episode will feature all three of us talking about outrageous sounding events or people in history. But the twist is, one of us is telling a completely fabricated story, while the rest of us are telling the truth. At the end of each episode, it is up to the group to vote on whose story is the most outrageous, and which one we think is true. I'm Ivan. I'm Davis. And I'm Bong. And this is the So There Was Podcast, and do we have some stories for you this week? Go ahead. So there was no plumbing. Okay, and that is my title for the story. Dang, sounds like a so, really poopy time. Okay, so you all heard of the Palace of Versailles, right? Versailles, oh, yeah. Versailles. Versailles, yeah. It's Versailles. Really? Versailles. Versailles. It's Versailles. Really? So the Palace of Versailles, right? It's in France. But did you know that even though it had over 700 rooms, 2,000 windows, and 67 staircases, they didn't build it with enough bathrooms. There were little okay. to none bathrooms built in. Okay. Right? That and, doesn't sound very smart at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and during the, the reign of King Louis, the ninth, no, 10, 1V. It was the dude that was the 14th, super narcissistic. Yeah. yeah, during the reign of King Louis, the 14th, that during that time they didn't have pretty much no bathrooms oh wow so when they had giant parties and giant gatherings people would actually just poop and pee in the corners <laughs> okay it, it's like building a ship and not putting enough lifeboats on it right it's like yeah so they would peep guests would literally poop in the corners <laughs> You just said that twice, and that's not making it sound any better. <laughs> the reason why they didn't have any bathrooms built in was that you pretty much, you had to bring your own bathroom with you. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to go, suddenly you had to bring your own chamber pot. Yeah. Yourself. You have to do it in the corners, you know? What? Oops. That's... This yeah. <laughs> and they would have special cleaning crews to clean out the entire palace, oh, like, weekly. Nice. <laughs> Were they but paid a lot? Janitors. I don't know, but... I would hope they do it daily, because that's yeah, messed but up. But they would have to clean... You, they would have to clean out over 700 rooms. Because, uh, yeah, imagine wow. being that, you Yeah, because it was big. Sounds like quite a party, to be honest. Yeah, and the smell. Imagine every single train station bathroom in the U.S. combined. <laughs> imagine all of those combined. And then combined. multiply the stink yeah. times 10. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, they only started building the bathrooms in 1768, 144 years after oh. they constructed the building. Wait, when, when, was, when was it constructed again? No. Uh, it's like 16... 16 something. Cause, 1600s. Yeah, yeah, 144 years after they built the palace, did they only start building bathrooms. <laughs> that's a long time. Like, hey, maybe we should actually put that's bathrooms like, in here. Yeah. That's half the lifespan of the United States. Oh my gosh. It yeah. took them that long. So it's like, why would they not build bathrooms? So yeah. Uh, At least put it, put up like a few, uh, I don't know. Uh, porta potties. Yeah, porta potties. That was it. They didn't include it <laughs> in like, the budget. You know, corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just make it out of wood for Pete's sake. You don't have to make it fancy. Okay, so, so where did you get this information, yeah. if I must? Yeah. yeah. So my sources, I got. Uh, uh, I first saw it on the ThoughtCo website which was submitted by Zandy2z from Reddit and uh, also got from the This Is Versailles website 
Okay, I looked it up. It's Versailles. It's like Sigh. Fine. This is Versailles website, and it's a website dedicated to the entire history of the palace. Well, that seems pretty first source. And it was uh, written by the blog writer Louise Boisen Schmidt. Okay, so. But he's German. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, wait, so. (laughs) Oh, she's a German. (laughs) Louise. Yeah. No, Louise could also. I mean. Is that Lewis or Louise? It's, it's Louise. Yeah, okay, that's, Louise. That's me. Yeah. But blog writer though, not historian, not professor, uh, not professor of architecture, or just blog writer. Is she? Is she? Does he have any professional well, I, I, credentials? Or it's just blog oh. writer. She, okay. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. She's part of the okay. the website. Yeah. And I also got from the the Loy Meyer plumbing website, which was it didn't have a, a name listed, but mm, it was okay. yeah. And they're a plumbing huh. website. So that's kind of funny okay, th- that they had that, that little tidbit of right. yeah, information. The sources disconcert me, but this is a very interesting It really story. doesn't, honestly. Yeah. For my... But yeah, those are my links to that. Yeah, yeah I knew I knew the you know, the Palace of Versailles was like huge and all, but I didn't know they didn't have enough uh, plumbing uh, yeah. to the proper ratio of rooms. And I thought that was pretty cool. So they didn't have any, like any plumbing. I know. Anyone knows that the ratio... For the person to bathroom is one to one. <laughs> one to one. Mathematically, one to one. He's like, who? No, but like, like why? ratio of uh, bathrooms to rooms. Yeah. So they didn't have any. They actually don't know how many they put. But it before. was not enough. But that's it was not oh. enough. Well, okay. Yeah, it's just that's obvious. Yeah. Architecture. Yeah. Poor architecture <laughs> by the Lord. French. Civil that's engineering. Fun. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Who's next? Okay, Davis, your turn. Show us what you got. I can't find it. Tell us what you got. (laughs) Find it. Oh, here we go. Okay, so my story includes lots of money, a few helicopters, and Sweden. Sounds like an Elon Musk movie. It it sounds very much like an Elon Musk movie. Like if Elon Musk starred in a Mission Impossible directed by James Cameron. Who's that? So there was this time when a bunch of thieves landed a helicopter on top of a cash depot and stole a lot of money. Home Depot or Cash Depot? Cash Depot. Uh, (laughs) It's where they have cash. Yes, except there's a lot of cash in there. Uh, Okay, Okay, so the location? Stockholm, Sweden, at the G4S Cash Depot. And the time of entry? Just after 5 a.m. of that day. When was this? Like the date. The year. year. I did not write the date. I did not include it in the news reports. Interesting. But this happens in the year 2009 in Stockholm, Sweden. So imagine this. A helicopter swoops through low-hanging clouds and lands on top of the cash depot starting at 5 a.m. Three of the thieves smash the top floor skylight windows with sledgehammers and repel down into the building. And there were 20 people... Uh, and 20 people were working in the cash depot at that time. Uh, one witness stated that the helicopter hovered over the, over the building while the thieves loaded several bags of cash from the depot onto the roof. Hmm. Okay, so most That's... of the following police statements come from police spokespersons Rickard Johansson and Kajel Lindergren. Uh, so what they state is that a SWAT team was sent to the scene. Wait, and- SWAT? Yeah, a SWAT team. They have Sweden, a... Sweden has SWAT. It's just special weapons <laughs> team, so... They just called it a SWAT team. And they sent the SWAT team to the scene, and a helicopter crew was called in to support them. Unfortunately, get this, the helicopter crew couldn't get off the ground because a package labeled with the word bomb was found just outside the helicopter hangar. So they couldn't take off because they had a suspicious bomb package literally labeled with the word bomb in Sweden. (laughs) 
Wow. Okay, so when the police and SWAT cars arrived on the scene, they found that caltrops, you know, small spike devices were yeah. strewn all over the street. And this made it, you know, slow progress for the authorities uh -huh. to get up to the actual building because they had to sweep it out of the huh. way. So uh, as the SWAT team finally got to the main entrance, they started trying to batter down the, the main entrance doors with a battering ram while the thieves were loading all the bags of cash from the roof onto the hovering helicopter. So the raid took 20 minutes and explosives were used to enter the lower levels of the building. Mm. About 15 minutes later, an abandoned stolen Bell 206 Jet Ranger helicopter was uh, later found in a recreational area near a, la uh, near a lake north of Stockholm, about 15 miles from the cash depot. And yeah, they, they managed to stay clean for about a year. Really? And then when did they, how did they did find they get, them? They, did they get caught? Or? Okay, get this. So... The robbery happened in 2009, but by 2010, Swedish prosecutors charged 10 men with the robbery, and the crime was stealing 39 million Swedish kroner, or $5.3 million in American money, from, a st from the Stockholm cash depot. So nine of the hmm. suspects were Swedes and one was Syrian. All the men were aged between 23 and 38, huh. and of course they denied all the charges. Huh. But were they, were they sent to prison? Were they acquitted? They were sent to prison, yes. Ah. I managed to book them. That's such an Ocean's Eleven story. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, except that's for insane. Yeah. That's some that's some Mission Impossible stuff right there. So they actually sent a uh, a package to to the where? To the police helicopter landing pad. Okay, was, so they some, weren't they that... weren't able to lift off because it's obviously fake, but they don't want to risk that. Right. It's a fake bomb. It's just labeled they, bomb. It they needed, fake, yeah, they needed. But... It was all just delay tactics. In order and then for them and then the caltrops they were strewn on like every single major road that le led up to. No, just the surrounding area, the the surrounding streets of the cash depot. But to to the cash depot. Right. But what was what was the cash depot? <sighs> The cash is depot it, is it a bank named or? G4S. It's where they keep cash and distribute it to other banks in the area. Yeah, how much did they steal? They stole $5.3 million worth of American money. Wow. Well, so it's in Swedish wow. kroner, but that comes up to $5.3 yeah, million. That was some good timing with by the robbers, though. Right. And know. it's like they don't even look super professional. All they were wearing was like black paintball masks. And black t-shirts and black pants, and that's all they were wearing, paint <laughs> along with their uh, their weapons. Okay, so uh, what are your sources? Okay, so I got my sources from a Guardian article by Angelique Christophis, uh, Paris correspondent for The Guardian. Uh, it was posted Wednesday, September, uh, September 23rd, 2009. As well as I got some sources from CTV News, uh, published by the Associated Press. Uh, that was released on Monday, July 19th, 2010, stating, you know, the more details of the robbery as well as the update that these mm. guys were caught. Mm. So it was interesting. So it took them about a year to get caught. Right. So that was a good story, Davis. Uh, I have to give you that. That was pretty exciting. But uh, this one... I believe this one, uh, my my story, which is also completely true, oh. will, uh, <laughs> will like top all of y'all's. Are you sure about yeah. that? So there was a man named Alfred Aldrich, the end. So he was a basic dude. Uh, he grew up, graduated, he lived, and he died. And uh, actually, pretty recently, he died at the age, uh, the ripe old age of 63 on December 3rd, 2018. Oh. Okay. So this is a fairly uh, news story, but 
his life during his teen years uh, and teen years up until I don't know when he was 30 or 40 it got pretty interesting so uh, yeah this whole story is uh, retold through his uh, his children and his grandchildren on his deathbed actually and uh, what's so interesting about this man you may ask well what's thanks... so interesting about this man yeah. what's so interesting about him <laughs> Stop. I'm, gonna be like, I'm so glad you asked you, see, you know there's supposed to be a, a, a moment of silence and then I say oh I'm so glad you asked okay continue uh, so I'm glad you asked that, guys. Uh, so in the summer of 1968, August, uh, Alfred Aldrich was drinking with a bunch of his high school buddies, driving down Highway 1 off the coast of Little Sur in Monterey County, when all of a sudden they collided head-on with a truck at uh, around 1 a.m. or so. So the car was totally totaled. Excuse me. Start. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally. really, I just realized what you said. Totally totaled. Okay, stop. So the car was absolutely totaled, and uh, all four of his uh, mates died, uh, oh, sadly. No. But Dang. Alfred survived. He was uh, surprisingly flung from the passenger seat, and he smashed right through the uh, the driver's window. And he only ended up with mild injuries, you know, like broken wrist, contusions, abrasions, road rash, you know, on his scalp and whatnot. <sighs> he exited the car. Is that where he got his bald spot? Yeah, that's where he got his balls from. Yeah, and uh, he exited the car and he tried to find the, the closest telephone. You know, he just started walking. You know, uh, after he realized uh, four of his friends were dead, he uh, decided to go uh, find a, the closest telephone and call the police. So only 10 minutes later, he was struck by another car uh, that was speeding around <laughs> a bend Alfred was crossing. So the bend he was crossing it was also called uh, Blind Man's Corner. And it was a notorious local accident-prone area, and people would uh, speed from... Uh, uh, 50 to 60 miles per hour. So uh, shortly thereafter, uh, you know, of course, he was hit. And so they had to put the speed limits after the accident. Right. Yeah, so the the man driving, Michael Shoemaker, he reported that Alfred, uh, Alfred when he hit Alfred, he flew 10 feet up in the air <laughs> and 20 feet back over his car. You know, Michael was like, oh, dude, I just hit a guy. So he stops. And I'm much surprised to Shoemaker, Alfred was not dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Shoemaker, he goes over to, to the house that Alfred was going to. And uh, so he so Shoemaker made the call. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to ask, did Michael Shoemaker make shoes for a living? Uh, despite his name, uh, no, he's actually a professional uh, NASCAR driver. Nah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so Eddie Money, the, uh, the highway patrol officer that made it to the scene, uh, he reported, according to the Little Sur newspaper, uh, he said that Aldrich had, quote, sustained road rash, a broken wrist, and other minor injuries. But all in all, he was fine. No. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, this dude was like Superman or whatnot. Yeah, so uh, he was uh, driven all the way to the hospital. And the hospital, uh, the emergency center, it was Monterey Bay Urgent Care. And uh, Alfred was looked over by the medical doctors and they reported that uh, he he did in fact sustain minor abrasions and contusions, a broken wrist, two sprained ankles, mm -hmm. and a mild concussion, of course. Yeah, they said he was lucky to be alive, and it was pretty much a miracle. Alfred recuperated within a matter of four months, actually. And so, yeah, after the car crash, Alfred also had some, you know, smaller accidents in his life, such as, I don't know, getting hit while riding his uh, bicycle, what? which was a minor accident. No, he just got, like, tipped over oh, by a bike, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was bitten by a dog with rabies. Whoa. But yeah, he survived that too. Uh, of course, like he went to the hospital and got right. injected. But like, yeah. Uh, and he also fell off a ski lift 
in which he only sustained a sprained ankle as wow. well. And yeah, sadly, Gosh. Alfred died at the age of 63 on Monday, December 3rd, 2018. Yeah, so he recounted all of these miraculous stories to his chil his five children and ten grandchildren. Wait, so did he have st uh, news stories or articles to back him up? Yeah, so my sources, uh, if you guys are... Uh, thinking about doubting and uh, mistrusting this uh, amazing story. Uh, I have uh, the ABC News, uh, the journalist for this article, uh, Man Flies Through Windshield in Violent Crash Survives, is uh, Sophia Grimsgard. You know, uh, she's a producer, TV anchor, and headline reporter for ABC News, mostly attention-getting articles online. I actually ser searched up most of it. Uh, surprisingly, most of it is uh, vehicular accidents that she reports on. Right. Surprisingly. Yeah. And then uh, we have the East Bay Times. And yeah, the journal who uh, did the uh, expose was uh, Patrick May. He's an uh, award-winning writer and general reporter for the uh, East Bay News. <laughs> Sounds legit. Okay. Yeah. Again, we just want to thank Blue Tape for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, you've been with us since the very beginning, so we just want to thank you for that. Uh, so let's buy Blue Tape. Yeah, buy Blue Tape, please. Okay, so that those were some great stories, guys. I don't know who's who is lying. To be honest, yeah, I think bums is uh, is true because right. I think I might have read it somewhere. But it's all blog posts though, and crowdsourced it wasn't information. A, it wasn't a blog, but it's like a historical website. But he got it from Versailles.com. Okay, <laughs> so, but so that's a thing. And, okay. and we did agree right. that all of the articles that we got are true and they're not fake at all. Right. So okay. we can't come up with totally fake yeah with like fake URLs URLs stuff. or articles yeah. we have to take real articles and real people real people's real names. people okay so Davis do you want to explain who do you think is fake I'm totally torn because these two stories that I'm hearing sound viable and I know mine is correct and true well so do so I and me too I have to cast a vote though because it sounds like Ivan's might be the least probable because even though he's stating uh, actual sources it can be sources for another story because they're so generic and so, uh, what's it called? Broad. But they're, yeah, they're so broad. special. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, no, redact that because it does say man gets hit and then gets hit again. <laughs> but then it does... There's a lot of evidence to it. So. But right. then, but then yeah. I'm pretty sure there are stories about people getting hit a second time. Right. Yeah, and so what are the odds of this not being one of those stories? That is true. So, <laughs> so I, like... Okay. <laughs> So, I don't, I don't well, see your so, logic. so Davis is just, I don't know, so, just going through probability and trying to discern which one could probably But we be all fake. know, we've all heard those stories. We've all heard stories yeah. of that, but this could just be a more high, because it seems like the Ivan story is just heaping upon minor inconvenience upon minor inconvenience. So it sounds like the most generic, unlucky guy story I've ever heard. So I'm going to go with Ivan's. For me, I think, it, again, like what Davis was saying, it's hard to decide between both of yours. Because Davis's Mission Impossible heist. Ocean 11 Ocean, stint. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it does sound like something straight out of a movie. I have doubts for Davis's story just because the way the heist was executed like near to perfectly... Like the correct yeah, none of yeah. the guys were able to yeah, like the, be captured. Yeah, the correct... Yeah. They were eventually caught. Yeah, but like the... Well, yeah, but they could have gotten on another helipad. <laughs> yeah, but the the way 
The timing was near perfect with the fake bomb and the caltrops and with the helicopter. I mean, usually in, when like heists are done like that, it doesn't go that perfect. But maybe, maybe but, one time it happened perfectly, but, but I don't know. But these guys are pros and there are other like... But you said that they just went there with like paintball masks and t-shirts. Yeah, but they had, they had... I Appearance had... doesn't make the criminal. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, but... How did they get the funds to pull this off? So the thing about this is, many journalists <laughs> think that they, the, this isn't the first time that these guys have pulled it off. There's been other oh. crimes that are similar to this modus operandi that happened before and after this event. It's so, just so, so extravagant. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a thieves guild, man. Really? It's, it, it's like, I don't know, they, they so, don't so, really go into detail, huh. but mm -hmm. these guys... The, the police admitted that they were pros, man. That they got absolutely okay. flummoxed. And they might have pulled other stunts in the past that looked almost like this. Okay. Uh, yeah, for Ivan's story, though, um, I don't know. I can't really find anything that, that really would make it sound super fake. But between, between Ivan's and Davis's, I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to have to go with Ivan's. Because it does sound like a, it does sound like a clickbait article, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of. I mean, I did I did find it that way, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. But yeah, my my vote is for Ivan's. Who do you cast your vote for? So for me personally, uh, choosing from in between Bums and Davises, uh, I do believe I have heard of the palace of versailles lacking some i don't know some rudimentary plumbing uh, extensions <laughs> per se uh so i could believe a little bit of it it seems pretty believable from what you've told me and there's like a yeah you have like you cited your sources it makes sense that king louis what's whatever who built that back in the 1600s he uh he was a really narcissistic fellow it was pretty crazy too and yeah the whole thing was like built extravagantly and i could see how they would be missing like a toilet here and there for davis's yeah i don't know you're you're springing upon me some real oceans 11 uh, oceans 11's vibes these guys are better than some, Ocean Eleven. some real rainbow six vibes when they got caught so yeah i just i just don't like you know i'm gonna go off what you said i don't like it and how in my gut that it feels it's way too it went too clean it's like a movie it like it, it was perfect it was the perfect crime of course they got caught but like you know in where just one package can delay an entire i don't know an entire department from going aerial and then just laying out caltrops all around that's like that's a lot of caltrops and uh, i don't know why nobody would stop them it wasn't like it wasn't a, or... it wasn't an egregious amount of caltrops it was just enough to hinder them a bit well yeah that that's that's my argument it seems it went a little too fly a little too uh too slick it was very uh it's very hollywood that was it hollywood okay so ivan who's your final vote davis uh, and for me it's it's ivan and for me, I think it's Ivan. So, Ivan, is your story fake? Man, I'm so disappointed in you guys. It is so fake. Oh, yeah, let's go. I almost had you guys. For for Bum, I, I almost had him too. Because, like, I was just throwing out, like, a specifics everywhere. Because, like, last time, I, I got, I got a, 
I got a big fail. <laughs> so then this time I actually lowered it down and I got, I took uh, examples and like little tidbits of here and there. Uh, the most uh, closest article that I got to uh, building this whole Alfred Aldrich character was in fact true. Of course, yeah, the, the article was true. A guy in India, he got hit twice. So he got in a, a head-on collision with a truck. Ten minutes later, he gets hit again, but the thing is, he dies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. then I just switch it around, and yeah, I just made all Alfred Aldrich live. So yeah, the articles are all much. true? Articles are all true. The oh. people that wrote it are true. So that's what gave away. Man gets hit by car and gets hit by another car ten minutes later. Ten minutes but later. then it doesn't say that he lives. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that story, that was your inspiration for Alfred Aldrich. Yep. Um, <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Aldrich. <laughs> Aldrich. I made up the name Alfred Aldrich. So, yeah, uh, the guy who hit him, uh, Michael Shoemaker, he's, he is actually, in fact, if you look it up, he is a NASCAR driver. <laughs> oh, no! And, and the cop that reported the, the incident, uh, Eddie Money, he's actually a, uh, a former Hollywood star. Really? So, yeah, uh, and he, in fact, was... A former policeman. Man, so that was a close one. You almost had us fooled, but not today. I so. almost had you. Almost, you almost today. had me. Okay, yeah. so what did you guys think of this episode? Did you enjoy it? Did you totally hate it? I thought, us, I thought it was pretty good. Tell us in the comments, honestly. And tell us what you want to do, uh, what, what you want us to do next. Specifically, next time. Do you want us to talk about alien stories and try to find out which one of ours is true and false? you want to talk about uh, mythological myths? or tales of Darren Do or pirates or something. I don't know. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Please like and comment and subscribe and all that good stuff. We do these podcasts for the listeners and we enjoy talking about weird stories that happen in history and coming up with fake viral news lies. So it's, it's also great. We sift through the facts and uh, the falsities to give you guys entertainment. We'll see you next time. And remember, check your sources and watch your back.